Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Canuck Otaku Podcast. Chris and Luigi here. How's it going? I'm pretty good. Pretty I don't good. know if you're asking me or the audience, but pretty good. Oh, like, I guess I'm asking everyone. <laughs> if, 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 it, if it's directed towards the audience, you can give me, you can yeah. give me a reply. <laughs> but you specifically, Luigi, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, nothing to complain about. Uh, things are good, considering and you're doing your best i'm doing my best and i think that's all we can ask for correct especially with yeah i mean covid restrictions are kind of being lifted yes we're we're, we're so. like uh we, we see the light of the tunnel at the end of the tunnel but not quite i don't know we'll yeah. see just gonna wait for kenny to fuck it up um anyway that's the episode is not about <laughs> this episode is not about us it's not about covid it's not, not about, about jason Burner. kenny um so uh today's episode uh really it, it's a, today's a kind of a special one it is a special one it's our first um, special episode, episode contains our very first of what i hope um to be many uh guests um so our guest for this episode is hey king who is an indie rock band uh, composed of singer songwriter and multi-instrumentalist natalie london and her bandmate and partner taylor plessity who uh, provides percussion as well as vocals in their duo and you might be wondering, this isn't a music podcast. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, well, we'll give you we'll give you the anime uh, connection. Um, both of them are huge anime fans. Um, Taylor has been a longtime anime fan as well as a cosplayer, um, and they and then she kind of spread the bug uh, onto Natalie. Spread uh, since or the two, since or the two got, to, got or, together. Uh, <laughs> You can catch a bug and you can also like, you can force it onto someone. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we talk a little bit about uh, their experience uh, with anime, not just as an art form, but also as a source of a uh, source of strength, a source of like inspiration during um, difficult times. Uh, so before we get into the discussion about anime, we do talk a little bit about their album, uh, their self-debuted, um, their self-titled debut album, which was released on April 2nd. Um, and produced by four-time Grammy uh, award winner Ben Harper, and you can listen to the uh, you can listen to the album on platforms such as Spotify and YouTube. We'll also include all of these links in our episode description. And uh, the album itself, like I got, I use the exact same segue uh, in the interview, but I got huge vibes similar to like a place further than the universe. Listening to it, uh, so you know how like place a place further than the universe is all about just like moving forward, like like uh facing if you're facing hardships it's about just picking yourself up um relying on the people that you love and the people that you trust and then using that as momentum going forward and that's really what i got out of this album uh, so their uh, debut album uh, contains songs depicting things such as um, love resilience uh, female empowerment um, and a call to move forward and um the two of them have gone through very like incredible hardships in their lives. And uh, they were, um, I just do want to thank them to be willing and open to share some of their, uh, some of their story um, during the interview. Um, and you can also read up on Natalie's life through her memoir uh, called Limelight. I'll also include a, uh, a link to that in this, in the description as well. Um, do you have anything else to say about that, Luigi? Honestly, go listen to the album. Uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really good. I you said everything that that, that I wanted to say. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So before we start the interview, I just wanted to say a thank you to both of them again. Uh, they were so much fun to talk to. Um, I learned a lot from them, not just about anime, but just about life in general. And that's all I got. So I'm going to stop talking. Me too. And we'll let you guys listen to the <laughs> interview and we will catch up with you guys once it's over. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Canuck Otaku podcast. Uh, Luigi and Chris here with some very special guests. We are really, really excited and to be perfectly honest, Luigi, slightly nervous, but mostly excited yes. uh, to have <laughs> Natalie London and Taylor Plessity from Indie Rock Duo Hey King with us for this episode. So Natalie and Taylor, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Thank you so much for having yeah, us. Thank it's you so blast, much. Both as a Canadian and an anime lover. And an otaku. <laughs> that was so neat hearing that title, like having otaku come before Hey King. <laughs> like. <laughs> That was just okay. I can die. Just tomorrow. the excitement. We're good now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so before before we recorded, before we started recording, uh, we just talked a little bit about uh, just a couple connections. Um, like uh, for for the listeners that for the listeners of the podcast, you guys know that I'm a professional musician here in Calgary. So um, I have a lot to talk about music. Obviously, as an anime lover, there's a crap ton to talk about anime and as a canadian like there's that canadian connection so like i'm really looking forward to the chat because there are so many things that <laughs> just draws together there's a lot of things that uh, a lot of similarities between us so uh absolutely yeah. so um yeah before we geek out um like i'd love to talk <laughs> before i'd love to talk about the album first uh so you guys um your self-titled album was debuted on april 2nd um and like Definitely, like with the pandemic and everything, it's definitely affected just how things happened over the past year and a half. Yeah. Um, and like listening to my listening to the album myself, like, like did you guys? Was it just a coincidence? Because it just felt as like there was definitely like a pandemic, like hopeful message <laughs> tied into it. So I don't know if it was just a coincidence or you guys decided to like actually like cater cater it that way. I think we just got. But not lucky is no. the wrong word. But yeah, it wasn't um, lucky, not but the right it word. Was definitely Sil silver lining. Silver right, lining. the silver lining. That's a good yeah. Yes. Wait, where I I think that we spoke a lot in the record about our personal you know struggles and experiences of like you know dealing with anxiety of not knowing what the future is going to be like or getting out of traumatic times and seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel, and it just happened to coincide with I think a lot of people feeling that way. Songs like Beautiful, where we were personally like talking about man, I don't know where we're going to be in six months and like what's going to happen, but you got to kind of find like the beauty and where you're living and what and you're, who you're with yeah. and, and the joy that you can find in day to day. Um, and then we just, along the way, we're like, wow, this is really relatable, <laughs> relatable to it. You know, we're going through as a whole right now as well. Cause I still don't think we totally know what's going to happen no. next. I know, you know, Canada is in a lot of stricter mm. lockdowns than, than we are. They've loosened up a bit, but uh, it's definitely impacted, you know, how we're going to promote the record or get out there and play again. We miss being on the road. Um, so yeah, we definitely have no idea what, what it's going to look like, but, but we are, that was really, yeah. Silver lining, I think is a, a great way of putting it. Like how the songs like naturally, found their relative standing and what was happening without with throughout the world so absolutely. yeah and like i definitely felt that well from the start because uh, a beautiful was the was the first track um, of your album and it's 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 a song that definitely spoke to me as someone that's kind of been languishing not just like throughout the pandemic but like throughout most of my life with like a lot of anxiety issues with where it is that i want to go and um like 
tying that to the whole album, uh, like one of the things I love about it was just there's this sense of movement and this sense of yearning for something else um, that really, really got to me. And um, I guess it's just like for me, it's that feeling of like you're discontent with the present, whether it's like stagnant or mundane or it's destructive and just feeling like you want to kind of break away from that. And like for me personally, because like I've I've lost, you know, lost a lot of work because of the pandemic and it's just trying to, to kind of hold on to the things that still bring you joy or still bring you meaning into this world and um I guess like tying tying that into anime which we'll talk about later it's kind of like the same thing it's just trying to find something that will make you feel something if you're trying to uh, like reach some sort of cathartic some sort of catharsis so um yeah that's kind of something that I got out of um out of your album that's amazing to hear thank you for for sure that that means a lot and we apologize in ahead of time if our dogs will bark i'm i'm so sorry <laughs> how many dogs do you guys have we have two we have two because they were actually in the music video beautiful yeah <laughs> yeah elliot I'm... and finnegan and we're we apologize <laughs> yeah i'm sorry it's all good uh i will say i'm kind of disappointed that you didn't make it the album cover uh, I know, right? Oh, you saw that. That's awesome. I saw the I saw the Q and A on Instagram, and uh, I got vetoed all over the place from this album. I was like, "This is the ugliest picture of our dogs that no demand." Like, I don't know how they are even our dogs in that photo. Like, Elliot like has no neck, and like, yeah, the entire label was like, "No, that's no. not happening." No, yeah, and, like, and I I'm more of like, I get it. Like, yeah. no, we 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 got it. When we met with the president of the label, and they were like, "So, what are you guys calling this record?" And I was like greatest hits part one and they were like no i, I love that too yeah They're like that's not no that's no not. We, we definitely got vetoed with some ideas <laughs> but uh oh well so, <laughs> what are you gonna do to, in regards to um the the sex song the, t- the talk oh, the title right. and the sex song, yes uh, like yes. was that was that also just like a video on part of the oh yeah it was funny because like for the first year that not even year like for the first few months that we started playing that song live because that's what she had titled it in her notepad and like while she was like working on the song really bad at names of songs she would like you know like in between songs like do banter and it would be like all right next up we have sex song and even (laughs) the bandmates and i would be like wait what song oh oh no that is not the name of the song I'm like, oh, I guess I say half alive a lot in it, so we'll just call it that. Yeah. I really am terrible at, at naming songs. I think you're actually just too brilliant at naming oh, the songs so that, like, the world's just not ready for the way I thought Abandonment Issues was hilarious. Abandonment Issues. That was another title mm. of the song that got vetoed. The acoustic <laughs> track on it, that with, like, the ton Don't of Don't Let trumpets, Me Get Away. Don't Let yeah. Me Get Away me was get originally away. Abandonment Issues. I guess that's better. And then I just wanted to name them all Britney Spears tracks so that we showed up in the algorithm better. That worked out with Lucky, but the rest of the song. There's what? Of course. No. Lucky, he's a star. No. (laughs) You didn't know that? I did not know that. that. That's hilarious. You gotta gotta play the numbers, right? Yeah, exactly. You might as well. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Oh, man. No, but it was funny that you brought up Catharsis because that is like. I think what our main goal was behind this, this, I want to say album as a whole, but when we're, when we're picking out the songs and we're creating the songs, we never service the songs to be a part of the album. We always just do what we feel like the songs should say and should sound like. And at one, at no point in this entire process was, was like our arrangements or like songwriting based on an album. 
It was mm-hmm. all just based on like the individual songs and like what they needed to sound like and what like Natalie was hearing as far as arrangement going. But I think catharsis is like what art has played the biggest role in both of our yeah. lives. And so that's always what we're shooting for. And the things that we create is just, you know, hoping people feel validated in what they're going through, yeah. you know, and, and a way to process it a bit as well. That's, that's amazing to hear because in my experience of listening through the album, it actually felt like the entire album was a journey. So the fact that you're saying Aww. that the songs were not uh, related to each other in, in, I guess, to be an album, but rather they were each separate and then they just worked so well together. That just speaks for itself in my Aww. opinion. Thank you. So, That's awesome. I think, yeah, it also, I found one of the relations from the pandemic to the album funny that was unexpected was sorry, because it was like, oh, we're going to have this kind of twist on a love song. But then all of these couples got pushed together this year and were like really bothering each other. Like so many people I know did not get through it, but like, they were like, oh my God, I have to be with like my significant other, like 24 seven. And we're stepping on each other's toes or we're like getting into like small tiffs. And it's like, we work together. We two we're together we you know live together Years before we're, the pandemic we've yeah. been introverted just and so we love house. it but we also like you know can get in each other's space and so we thought it'd be funny to write a song about it together but yeah. it definitely ended up being more of like a, a general thought process for a lot of people well, and i think it's, uh, I think it's cool. important to have those kinds of songs because whenever i think of like the love songs that are out there it's either like you're super duper in love or it's like unrequited, unrequited. Love and, like, things broke mm-hmm. off like i love the kinds of songs where it's just like yeah like there's good to be fights like yeah. maybe contention but there's kind that's kind of what it means to be in a relationship um if you can go through that and you still love each other like you know that's that's part of the process right absolutely yeah i love that wait but then stop saying sorry is not about being canadian or (laughs) we also get into that argument all the time (laughs) she'll be like this song is sorry and i'm like that is not how you say it it's sorry it's with an o guys come on let's get it together she apologizes more between the two of you is it like oh i do Oh my god! If somebody like knocks into my cart at the grocery store, I still say sorry to them. Like, I, it's oh, just embedded in our yeah. So sorry <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's definitely a, yeah a part of our culture. <laughs> I think my my like reason why I apologize all the time is what like codependency <laughs> or just a terrible childhood. Yeah, <laughs> like, like needing to needing to like please and like oh, take sorry. the oh I'm, I'm so sorry yeah <laughs> sorry sorry. Sorry, it's, there like, you go. it's like my it's like my therapy sessions all over again. It's like, oh, why, like Chris, like you know, why why do you keep on doing this stuff? It's like, well, like I, just, I need people to like me. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, come in. Oh man. <laughs> I love it. Come in, so I did have a just I did have a bit of a, a personal question regarding um, the album, and it does involve kind of your past uh, your um your your past life and like kind of how it led to led you to who you are and like going back to just being an artist and like being an artist myself, like I I totally just understand just the how being an artist and how you kind of have to put your entire self into your art form and it defines your identity as a human as a musician as an artist and so like my question like i guess this i kind of want to preface this with a personal story um so like when the pandemic closed the, uh, all the schools down um across the country last spring um like my students had to do a recording project uh 
to replace a final concert, which of course, like they were kind of really, really bummed out about it. And there was some point where I had to send messages to my students just for progress updates. And I got this pretty emotional reply from one of my grade 12 kids voicing their frustration about all the stuff that they've been looking forward to, whether it was like band tours, final concerts. Um, he was graduating that year as well. And um, like pretty much all of that stuff had been taken away from him. And like, I specifically remember the words um, in the message being, uh, I think it was unf like, it's unfair. And um, like listening to your guys' album and uh, re uh, researching on um, who you guys were, I know that both of you guys have gone through pretty difficult um, parts in your lives. Um, like for example, like, Na like Natalie, your life was pretty much um, like on hold for four years because of your illness. Yeah. Um, and like, even though you've passed that part of your life, it's like the memories still remain there. Um, like I read it, I read an excerpt from a memoir of uh, Limelight. And like one of the things that you wrote about was just about remembering everything. Like I remember um, like the taste and the smell of the medication or the TV shows that I was watching. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of our listeners, uh, on this podcast are teenagers and young adults. Um, and like a lot of them even include like some of my students. Wow. Um, and That's like, awesome. it'd be great if you could, if like both of you guys could like answer a question and like almost like address to them. Um, like as someone that's faced a great deal of hardship to get where you are right now, like what advice would you give to those who feel as though they themselves have either lost time, opportunities, major life events? Like how do you endure that? And like, how do you move past it? Wow. Um, well, I think one of the reasons that I felt like I needed to write the memoir um, was because I was being told all the time that like if I just fought hard enough or kept going long enough that I would get my life back. And I felt, especially after a while, after years and years going by, uh, that that was a very detrimental thing to keep telling me uh, emotionally. And the idea that you're fighting to get something back um, really isn't realistic. And it's more important sometimes to, to like honor and grieve what you've lost out on because it does suck what they went through this year and they did miss out and it wasn't fair. And to, to honor that and to grieve that and to see that as something that, you know, that they can't get back. Um, they should, you know, I, I want people to feel affirmed in, in what they're going through, but then it also gives you the space once you leave that behind. Like for me losing over four years of my life, like I couldn't walk, talk, read or write. I lost a bunch of my memory at that time. Um, and I was constantly fighting thinking, you know, if I just work, if I just get through this illness and I, and I can do these things again, then I'll have, you know, my friends back or I'll have my apartment back or my schooling back and coming to terms with that all having, you know, passed me by in a sense, um, was, was heartbreaking, but it also gave me a chance to completely start over and say, well, this is gone, but now what do I want? Because even if you like parts of the path you're on, um, there's something really beautiful in, in the pain of at the end of the day, being able to like get off of that, you know, uh, walkway or, or whatever it is and stop and look around and be like, okay, well, this is the path I was on. It's not there. What do, where, where do I want to go now? Who do I want in my life now? What kind of life do I want to lead? Um, you know, I was heartbroken for a while and I had to kind of take that seriously and work through it. But by the time I got out of it, the doors that opened for me that I never would have had if I had stayed 
on that path are like unbelievable, whether it was like meeting the love of my life or, you know, then I went from there to creating completely different music that I never would have, you know, had the experience for. So it changed my art. It changed me. It changed like um, the people that I wanted in my world. Uh, it kind of left me like a blank page to be able to to rewrite my story the way that I wanted to write it. And it opened up all of these opportunities, including like Hey King and getting signed to the label and Ben Harper. Like none of that would have happened. If um, you hadn't been. Yeah, if I hadn't had my life kind of wiped and been given the chance to to start again. So, I mean, I think it's really, you know, that never under undermine what it is that you're feeling and going through. But once you kind of process that, you can you can kind of open the door to see then what it is that you want to create because now you have a brand new opportunity to do something completely different, which is, which is a gift you can find in it all, you know, but so that's, that's where I'm at with all that stuff. (laughs) No, there's, there's definitely like something that like I can take away from that. Um, just, yeah, I guess just like, I guess like for like for me because like I I've I've gone through like a lot of periods where um like my life has been like put on hold whether it's just through just like a like a mental health issue or whether it's something like a pandemic and so um just like hearing hearing your story and like hearing you talk about your story um through your memoirs um, as well as just through uh, like right now through through this interview um I guess it gets it gives like me hope to kind of hold on to things because like i've been feeling shitty so many times over the past so like and it's okay to feel so. shitty like <laughs> yeah I you love have every right thing. to it's yeah. okay to feel shitty and it's okay to like grieve the things that you feel like not only missed out on but like that you're feeling and the fears but i i don't know man like it, it also like for me this this time was kind of like a huge blessing in disguise like you know when you're on a treadmill and you never feel the like the soreness that you're you're getting because like you're running you're in the process Mm -hmm. of running and then as soon as you get off it's like oh man i i hurt all over and then you're able to like realize oh i'm I'm hurting and then you can like okay i'm going to need to stretch this muscle i'm going to need to stretch this one and i think that the the allotted time of just being allowed to be still was a really big blessing in disguise like i yeah i definitely enjoyed a lot of the pandemic like necessary lockdowns because it it you know it's terrifying because it gave me all this alone time with myself and my thoughts and my soreness because i wasn't able to just keep running on the treadmill i had to like process the like i have you know i've been struggling with depression for a long time now i i can definitely relate when it comes to anything that's like oh like the emotional baggage and like past traumas that you have to work through but when you're on that treadmill you never have to even think about where all that pain is coming from because you're in the process of just working through it mm-hmm. I don't, and i don't know like this like it definitely like a lot of the time to okay like let's really think about like who am i where do i want to be going based on where i came from that's a really that's a really cool analogy with the treadmill I, I just have to admit that's that's really good i gotta use that wow. natalie was the one that gave me that analogy to like when i had moved out to la separating not only in distance from like a lot of the things that were happening in my childhood uh and then like you know late teens what one year of college before i moved <laughs> out um and she was like it feels like you've been on a treadmill your whole life because i was whenever anyone would be like what was your favorite x-men power and 
I'm like, well, I don't need to be an X-Men because I'm Darwin and my power is adaptability. Like I can adapt to anything. And she was like, no, you can't. You just had to have adapted to everything. And that's why no, you, you don't have to, which like takes a minute. To... And then it hurts. It hurts when you don't have to anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of where the treadmill came from. But I felt like it was so relative to everything happening in lockdown. Right now, quarantine. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll get through it. I mean, it, we don't know yet, like, what different doors will be opening from this entire situation. Like, we feel it, too. Like, this was a rough year. Like, all of our plans, like, everything that had to do with the album got put on hold. And you kind of just are, like... Releasing it into the void right now oh, instead yeah. of like being able to gauge like live interactions with your community. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's what live music for me has always been about would be like a place of just not only self-discovery, but also like escape. Yeah. 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 And so to, to kind of, we've had to kind of go through the same process as well with the album was like Mm -hmm. letting go of what our expectations were for the year and all the things that we were supposed to be doing. And then just kind of being open to see whatever is next. Cause we can't, we can't control it. And it could just kind of take a second to, (laughs) to grieve it. And then Mm -hmm. just like, you know, be open to see what happens next. Cause who who knows, it could be a hell of a lot better than we even expected it to be, you know? Well, I really, I really appreciate you guys uh, like being being open um, and like personal about some of those questions because like I'm I ask those questions on like a daily basis for myself and so like I I really love seeing um, other people's um, sure. answers to that answers to those questions. Um, I thought of a really really good segue um, into our next topic. Is it and a so segue it's, it's, if it's, you it's, announce it? It's, it's, it's yes, it is still a segue yeah. if you announce it. Speaking um, of segues, <laughs> so like. like like listening to your album and just the that feeling of moving, going out for adventure. Have you guys seen a place further than universe? No. Yes. Oh, Taylor, you've seen everything. I is, love that one. Like that that like that's I'm when, I was listening, when I was Wait, listening isn't to... that the same director of Weathering with You and Your Name? Uh not your name. Uh, uh, that's oh, no. I, I don't know. Uh, but like, a place no, we're good. So like when I when I was listening to the album, like that that was kind of the anime that I that got linked to, because um, I knew like I, like I was told you guys further than the liked anime before, um, like like I, I like instead of knowing you guys were just artists, I knew you guys were anime lovers and then artists. So that's kind of drew that connection. Um, but yeah, for for the listeners. Oh oh my god, watched. the Iceland Iceland one. Yeah, or Antarctica. Yes. Antarctica. Yeah, Antarctica. Yes, yeah, so, I, I watched the whole series. Yes, yes, yes. And so, she's trying to find her mom. Uh, she's trying to find her mom, and then like yeah. just trying to find the answers with it's like a, the uncertainty it's a of it's not life. A movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just got the same vibes from there. So I guess this will be my segue because um, with because <laughs> with that show and like Luigi knows how much I love this show. It's one of my favorite yeah. shows. But like, it's a show, great one. Because like the oh, show I can't itself, believe I forgot the name of it. So sorry. Yes, <laughs> I watched good. it. Like t- yeah, it's good. It's but good. like the like the show. <laughs> itself it deals like with the uncertainty like that feeling that you're wasting your time um it pushes you to take risks it pushes you to go on an adventure confront and embrace the unknown um and like what i love about the show and like linking that to your album is that like the journey is never smooth sailing like there are things that can slow you down there are things that will actually like momentarily stop you but you should never let it stop you from achieving like whatever dream or whatever destination you have set for yourself. So 
like awesome drew your album to one of my favorite shows so there is my oh segue my thank you for the episode really that's so sweet i have to, I have to show you why haven't now? you showed me this because you i guys... it was you don't like children ones no <laughs> not like anime for a child yeah. but like you know like yeah. they're not middle school are they like the first like year of high, high school? school yeah like, like yeah, that's, the, that's the one I'll thing where it's like it, it for the people that don't enjoy, that don't like enjoy that sort of thing it will like turn them off but like once you like get to the final episode and then oh. you know you like cry for half an hour yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I love that awesome yeah, it, Taylor's definitely. So I, mean, I, I introduced her to anime after I think anime we were dating for like nine months, and then I was like, okay, let's do this. It's time. Because <laughs> my first anime convention, I think I was about eleven or ten years old, and I've been like cosplaying ever since. Like, it has been such a played just an enormous role in my life, from like the characters becoming my family members to like. I've just kept the mantras in my head, everything from like the full metal alchemist, like keep moving forward to like Naruto's, like that is my ninja way. Like I will never go back on my word, like yeah. type deal. Yeah. Believe it. Believe it. So you've, <laughs> yes. so uh, we, we scoured through your Instagram uh, profile. We got a couple of photos of you from a couple um, conventions and different cosplays. Um, so just, just for the viewers out there, if you want to take out, check out Taylor's Instagram uh, page, you, you're going to see some photos such as Taylor as Hinata from uh, Haikyuu. <laughs> Haikyuu. Um, my favorite character, uh, even though it's just, it's not very, like, it's every, he's everyone's favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we not have, mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have First Lieutenant Riza Hawkeye from, S- from Full Alchemist, who you, I don't need to tell you guys, I don't need to tell the audience that uh, she is probably the most badass. Uh, OTP Royai and Riza Hawkeye is my number one uh, waifu. That was one of my She's questions. She's my all-time, hey. all-time favorite. All right. Well, that answers one of my questions from later. Uh, we've got you <laughs> um, as Ray from uh, Evangelion with Pen Pen. Oh uh, man, that plug suit took three months. <laughs> Sorry, the the Ray Ayanami plug yeah. suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it took a long time. <laughs> I was I was, was going to ask later about like the time it spent to actually create like some of these costumes. It some of them not that hard, but some of the cosplay is pretty hard. Like that was the first time I ever used four way stretch vinyl, and because I wanted to make it different than my friend who was Asuka in mm-hmm. her O two plug suit. Yeah, I I made it out of like a like a, a two-way stretch fabric and then the four-way stretch white vinyl because I wanted to differentiate the like the I don't know the like the shiny with like the like super like military mm. mesh type material for the black and that ended up being a whole world of whole nope, process. Nope. no but it ended up like looking really good so I was totally fine with it in the end but yeah anyways yeah Sorry, this is so cool. Why <laughs> we've got that, that answers one of my questions as to whether you make your own cosplays or, or most of the just... time, yes, but sometimes I don't. Like if you were about to pull up a uh, Ghost in the Shell major, Foku, that was the next one major from Ghost in the Shell. One, this one, I my, love this one. Yeah, my friend actually made that costume. My friend Fu, she's Nikki Olive. They sorry, their their name is Nikki Olive, and they go by Fu Cosplay. And she made that one and then like gave it to me and was like, I would love for you to wear this. But Major is one of my favorites. And did you make or did someone make this one of you as Violet from Violet Evergarden? 
I was gifted that by a friend, oh. but I don't know who made it. I think that they bought it, but I love Violet Evergarden. Yeah, that's, another, that's probably <laughs> top three of one of my favorite shows. So. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's top. It's top five for me for sure. Yeah, really, like, really, like don't any show. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Luigi hasn't watched it yet, even though I've told him a million yet. times. Um, it's just one of those shows, though, it's Luigi, beautiful. that like if you were watching the show and you paused it at any episode, any time frame, if you just were watching it, you're like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom. You pause it. You could take that screen grab, blow it up, and make it a poster. It is the. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. It's so beautifully animated. Like every deep. Like it's so. <laughs> sorry, it's so what? Bathroom. You know what? <laughs> if if I get disappointed by any of my pauses, I will contact you personally. On this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, it is a beautiful show, and it also it is also like a beautiful show because uh, yeah, for some reason, like I just like shows that make you cry. Like I don't yeah. know, if that's just a yeah. me thing. But Mm-mm. yeah, like those are the shows that I like. Is like if I don't cry, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. So how did you like? How did you get? Um, just going into your cosplaying, um, like how did you begin to get into that world? Because it's one, it's one thing to just like watch the shows and enjoy them, but it's another thing to just step into that role, kind of literally, and get into character. So, okay, so cosplay is a little bit different than anime for me. Um, cosplay for me was like. Oh man, it literally felt like the first time I put on a cosplay was the first time I wasn't in costume. It was a whole like life, per- like personal life altering moment for me. Like, I think my actually my very first time I ever put on a cosplay, I was uh, I think like eleven years old, and it was Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist, and I dressed up as him, and I just saw myself. It was. And he's not even my favorite character. Hawkeye is my favorite character. <laughs> but I, there was just something about being in that costume that allowed me to kind of be like putting on the like the armor of that character's like from personality to like guidance to like how I viewed him as a watcher. Like, and it just was like uplifting and also like. I don't know. Like, I felt more me in cosplay than I ever did out of it. And then I started being like one of those, I don't know. I think it's a lot more acceptable now to like kind of add pieces to your wardrobe that, uh, that are part of cosplay. But you know, as long as you're wearing like most, mostly normal clothes, like it's not that big of a deal, but I was one of those kids in like middle school. I would just wear cosplays if I didn't feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. good about myself that day. (laughs) Taylor also had a really crazy upbringing. I think like both anime and cosplaying like gave you a chance to like be outside of your world a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I had a sister who was about like 10 years older than me and she was, she was struggling, but she loved anime and would watch like, what were some of the first shows? Like Inuyasha, like the whole thing from Toonami and Adult Swim at night, like when they would air in the States. Uh, and so because I had that, like the older sibling introduce it to me, like I was probably like, I want to say like seven, eight years old when I started watching it. And then mm. it, I don't know, there was just something about it that wasn't like it, it looked all like it was, it was appropriate for me to watch like the bright colors, the, but like some of the things that were happening, I was like, 
you know, in the back of my head as a child, I was like, okay, I probably shouldn't be watching this, but it's making me feel so much more than like Powerpuff Girls made me feel mm-hmm. or like, you know, other like, cart- like cartoons I would be watching. And so I like just really got hooked and my home life was, you know, it was, it was kind of shitty. My dad left, uh, my mom was like a drug and alcohol addict and she was like in and out of rehab houses, like, oh, it was, I don't know how to talk about it. It was pretty, it was pretty insane. But like what I knew what was consistent, like, I don't feel like I grew up in that household. I feel like I grew up in, you know, the hidden leaf village. Mm-hmm. I grew mm-hmm. up in mm-hmm. central, I, like it was, I don't know, man. It gave you so much consistency. It, yeah. Too. It gave me like family and friends and a, in a community that I, in a world that I could go and escape to that everything mm-hmm. would be okay. Even if like it, it was horrifying in the shows it would always be like super super comforting to me Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know how many times i saw krillin die when i was under the age of 10 years old so i (laughs) I know what you're talking about yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually like because because for me my like my older sibling he is seven or eight years older than me he was actually the one that introduced me to anime and it was dragon ball z and I remember him and his friends, like they would actually like they'd record episodes. We had we had YTV, but he'd record episodes on VHS. And so like for some reason I'd just be watching the same Dragon Ball Z episode over and over and over again. And then like that was my exposure. Oh um, man. And then that feels <laughs> that feels like kind of crappy. The same one over and over. Didn't it take like multiple episodes yeah, all the so time just to get through like... and like yep. the weird thing was like this was which 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 saga was this? It was the, the garlic. Was Junior's, it the Frieza saga? Or it the was the garlic Junior saga. So Goku garlic wasn't Junior. even there because Goku was like technically dead at that point. Oh. Um, so like I didn't I didn't know what was going on, and then once I saw the rest of the rest of the <laughs> show, I was like, oh, sense. there's like a main character that was not there. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to jump into DBC. Yeah. And then like like and then since it was like it was like a VHS that was like re-recorded over something else, like part way through the episode was like golf reruns. So like, <laughs> you know, it'd be watching a fight scene and then you'd see like Tiger Woods like sink a putt or something like that. So it was just a really, <laughs> really amazing. big like <laughs> That's awesome. Jinx. Uh, so like going back to your cosplay, I think you kind of you kind of answered in terms of like why it is it you cosplay? Because for me, like um like I've cosplayed like, three times in my life. Who? Um, <laughs> okay, I've cosplayed as I kind of call them like lazy cosplays where you just kind of like throw it on. But I cosplayed as uh, Ash Ketchum uh, multiple times. Um, nice. One of my favorite characters. Um, I cosplayed as an Oran High School uh, student. Yay! Okay, um, cute. <laughs> and then I cosplayed as uh, a Yuumushi pedal cyclist from the show. Um, and yeah, those are my three. Is that a, another sports it, anime? It's a sports I anime. don't know it's, that it's one. A cycling, it's a cycling sports anime. I just got into a running sports anime for a cross country team. It's called Run with the Wind. And I just I just finished it. It was really yeah. Do like. Do you feel it, motivated to run now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always. It was like it was like me when I watch Haikyuu. Well, I like I I didn't like volleyball at all, and then you start watching it. It's just like I think I'd be a liberal. Probably. <laughs> oh my god. Shinomiya is, is the best character. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. No Rolling yet. Thunder. No, nothing better than that. Come on. Yeah, I actually played libero in high school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. No, yeah. 
Yeah. Like I was playing, I was playing volleyball with a couple of friends like a couple of days ago, actually. Um, and like I told them, like the only thing about volleyball I know is from Haikyuu. So I'm just hoping <laughs> that like I got all the terminology right. So you just throw in like those terms that you heard. <laughs> nice. A <Awesome>. setter. <laughs> <laughs> middle blocker yeah. like yeah <laughs> but like, awesome. i'm really short so i'm probably i'd probably be best suited for this one unless i have a really really high jump and then back like, row <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, temple what all of a sudden like we had like 10 volleyballs this last year and we were like we gotta go out and train and i was like we do I'm like yeah here i'll teach you and i'm like we're in the middle of the night playing I'm like oh okay had like a glowing yeah we had a glow in the dark volleyball so for a long time in the yeah. evening because like, it got really I didn't know what was happening it got really hot at, during the day when we would play and so i was like i have an idea amazon two days later <laughs> glow in the it's dark like, what volleyball. are you training for <laughs> haiku <laughs> like okay training for nationals duh yeah exactly <laughs> we gotta make it past regionals first <laughs> <laughs> we need a training camp really really soon <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's amazing. So, when it comes to choosing your cosplays, Taylor, uh, do you um, like how do you choose them? Is it based on shows or games that you like? Is it like, oh, I think I can pull this off? Kind of thought process. I I don't think I've ever thought of the can I pull this off thought process. I think that that's I don't know. For me, that's a bit limiting. A lot of the times, it's like, do I love this character? Mm-hmm. Like, I I loved. Um, I did like a. I don't know. The first time I cosplayed when I was out in LA, like moving out to LA, I had done a anime LA and anime expo before um, when I was still living in Arizona. But when the first costume that I did in LA was Lady Tsunade. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I clearly do not have the OFIs to do that, (laughs) but, but she's just like so cool and so badass that I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to cosplay as her like, and because it's the energy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a lot of the times when I was doing uh, competitive masquerade entries and things like that, like it would be based on my team's need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like I did a, it was, what is that? really cool Subasa chronicles um and they needed a if i'm butchering the character chi the one with like the super super long hair from clanid from clan like the oh Subasa chronicles sakura sharon lee um I didn't it's see like it, so it's I like card crafters <laughs> got it anyways it was like the the girl with like the really really long like to the ground long blonde hair big old ears that i had to like sew into the wig head and then like a white satin silk dress with like blue underneath that like i hand painted and then like dyed a few things it was but that was just that i had no want at all to like cosplay her she had nothing to do with like my personality or something i felt like i needed to express which is usually the first like category of like who am i gonna cosplay Mm -hmm. who do i feel like cosplaying this would be badass to be like hinata like boom let's Mm -hmm. get to the jersey and like go play volleyball (laughs) like that's usually like my first round of like if i'm gonna do a cosplay but anything competitive round like it's always about like what my my fellow teammates are doing like the shows and different things like that yeah that's actually why 
Which one? Oh, nice. Chi? Yay, I did it. Okay, cool. I look well, I've cosplayed. I haven't seen Tsubasa Chronicles. <laughs> I've cosplayed once with Taylor, and I was just... This was funny. This is pretty... <laughs> like, she took me to... What's, which one was it? Um, Sabaton Con Sabaton. in Phoenix. It's a, it's a three-day hotel con. It's kind of like anime Los Angeles, where, like, there's a cap on entries because it's all held in that one vicinity. Mm-hmm. It's not that large but it's such a it's good so community fun. i really but i was like i'll be max from where the wild things are because i can just wear a onesie and run around and jump on tables 100 yeah <laughs> like, which is funny too because that's the name of our band like that's where yes. the origins of our band comes yeah. from so she cosplayed as max from where the wild things are for her first convention meanwhile i accompanied her as cersei lannister so we were nice. king and queen. So much fun to play. King. Ah, I get it. Yeah. Yes. Clever. That actually answers one of my questions that I had. If uh, for for you, Natalie, if you would ever cosplay, but I guess you already have. I just the once so far, yeah. but I I would. I I no, see. T- Taylor's not done. See. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taylor, is there anything? Is there anything that you want Natalie to cosplay as? Yes. <laughs> Yes, a lot, a lot of things. That was a quick response. <laughs> yeah. Right, give me some. I'll, I'll look like, into it. I would love to do a, a share and hug from Wolf's Rain. I think that that would be pretty dope. She's the one that dies. I can't spoil. Shh. Oh, sorry. They all die. Well, they all die. It's okay. Everybody dies. In Spoiler everything. alert! Bleep, bleep, bleep. Um, uh, I would love her to cosplay like Saber from Fate Stay series. Ooh, ooh, yes. uh, nice. I think that she'd make Very a really good Saber. Um. I don't know. I think that it would just be... Well, who were those two girls from that? Oh, I would love to do a, a Kari and who's the girl from your line... Or the guy from your line, April? Kose. Kose. Oh, yes. So I would love to do Kose and I would love her to do oh, a Kari. That'd be sick. You should do it. Yeah. Like, please. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I would love to That's do that. beautiful. Glasses. Show. Check. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one part, right? Yeah. 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 You, need, you need the glasses... Like, I don't know, glasses and I guess you Blue can't best. really bring a piano with you. No. no. It'd kind of be hard to bring along. <laughs> Can I get her to cosplay something from Degrassi? No. Me then? That's not cosplay. <laughs> That's not cosplay. <laughs> Deny. <laughs> like, not cosplay. <laughs> I mean, I guess. It depends, like, if you're going, like, Comic Con, <laughs> Fandom Con. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, like, I have a question. Yes. Uh, for Taylor. Yes. How would you encourage someone who's never been to, well, I guess, who, who's never been to a convention or who's never cosplayed or hasn't really delved into that world yet? It's like, I guess like for me, it would be like, I wouldn't want to encourage them to ever do something that they didn't want to. But if there was a want, then there's, when when I was around like, I don't know, because I'm I'm 27 years old right now, and I started right like really young. I was definitely like the youngest going to cons, but now like going to conventions, like the whole families will come, and it's so cool and it's so inclusive that a lot of people don't like judge anymore, and I loved that. That's why I'm really like upfront when you guys were asking me like which ones did I make, which ones didn't I mm-hmm. like because there used to be a huge stigma of like, if you didn't make your costume, then like you were somewhat lesser of a cosplayer. And I don't agree with that. 
I agree that if you're like competing, that's a difference. If you're cosplaying like floor cosplays around a con for fun, like it is solely about that community and that bond that you have with that character or your friends who you like are going as. Like, so if that person, if someone wanted to do a cosplay, I'd be like, if you're not a seamstress and you're not a craftsman, there's all these different sites that like you can get it at. There's also cosplay commission sites that there's friends that like who you may know just through online in the anime community or the cosplay community that like you can hit up. Like there's really not a stigma if you don't feel compelled to like make your costume. If you do, there's so Even many. If you don't dress up, huh? I mean, just going to a con in yeah, general like she, like, was fascinating to yeah. me as somebody who had never been and like didn't. And I was like, well, I don't know this entire world. Like, I don't know if I belong here. But like, everyone to, belongs. Yeah, to see <laughs> the community and like everybody. I think there's just something beautiful about watching people that are like really excited about like the worlds that they're presenting and like even the the what's it called room the audit you know like the room where everybody's like have made their own like artwork and and like pins and like like you know what i'm saying like oh the the artist alley yeah like like all of those things are so beautiful to see like it's just such an experience to to see this like community together even if you feel like you're a little bit on the outside like i would recommend anybody to go yeah i guess i would be mostly like don't put stigmas on what you should and shouldn't do because it's all acceptable and then if it's something that makes you happy then do it again yeah because like i think that we have something really special in this community and it's only like grown from like you know sometimes like when i was starting out like it was there was some really weird stigmas like i Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm just repeating myself I think I'm on a tangent. <laughs> but going to Save like me. the dance night, like the, what was the concert that we, there was like a dance night there and like just seeing everybody dance however they wanted to. Nobody's judging anybody. Yeah. Like I had so much fun, like just dancing and like, like, I don't know, just hanging out. It was just such a cool environment. And welcoming and welcoming. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's surprising. like the main thing. So if someone wanted to cosplay, I'd be like, do it. If someone wanted to go to a convention, I'd be like, oh, guess Heck yes. Sorry, I was about to cuss. Heck yes. Um, like, go for it. Swear as much as you want. We do yeah, it all Yeah, we swear. We've done some interviews where they're like, do not swear. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, oh, gosh. Literally. It's so difficult. Yeah. No, see, I wanted to ask that because uh, it's mostly also for me. Because as much as I am, I've been a huge anime fan my entire life. I've only really been to one convention, quote unquote. Oh, it's the one it was that I brought you to. With Chris. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Yes. Oh, nice. That's and, the best uh, thing, too, is to go yeah. with friends. Yeah. It's to go with friends. What did yeah, you yeah. think going for the first time? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was different. It was a very small one. So that's why it was probably not the the the, the big kind of conventions that you're mm-hmm. thinking about. It was at our local university. Yeah, so uh, in Calgary, like the small ones. Um, in Calgary like the small we have ones. our own anime convention, uh, Odafest. Uh, and actually, yeah. they're having their online. Ooh. They're having their online convention this Sunday, I think. Um, but they used to host it at the university, and then eventually it got large enough that they they'd rent out the convention center in downtown Calgary. Um, oh, and, yeah, that was awesome. my that was my first exposure to it, and it got like I. Uh, it was enjoyable enough that like I go every single year. Um, Edmonton has a their own. Uh, anime convention there and i i drive down to edmonton every couple cool. years to visit uh, to visit there so i should go <laughs> yeah so weird. yeah we should go that sounds so fun she loves any excuse to go to canada that's that's true <laughs> but like next Good. year man hopefully that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah i loved calgary 
Have you guys, yeah. speaking of Calgary, have you guys thought about, because I know you guys have played the, at the Jubilee, have you thought yeah. about playing at Stampede or anything like that? That would be so fun. Yes. I just, yeah, I would love to come back. <laughs> yeah, we love Calgary. Calgary is one of our favorite shows ever. Yeah, that was no. that was a blast. Like, and... it would be so great to see you guys on the Coke stage, because uh, that's where like, a lot of our headliners on. Like, I think, yeah. like, listen, like, knowing, like, the kind of music that they play there, I think you guys would be, like, totally, you guys oh, would that's awesome. in, So you should, I don't know how, like, the selection process works, but. Uh, Are they doing the Stampede this year? Uh, they're doing it this it year over... to some, it's, Are they? it's happening. Is but it? it's like good to be different so mm. who the fuck Next knows year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 20, a, we were cracking up because so. we usually uh when we were touring with ben as his opener we we got to tour with ben harper for three different internationals tours and calgary was absolutely one of our favorite places we did calgary edmonton and vancouver and uh in calgary like we usually would couch surf or like just like go you know say it like little places because we have a huge band and uh ben for some reason for the canadian one like was like oh you guys will just we'll just do extra rooms at the place that we're staying and so we stayed at the palace i think it was like down and we were like i've never seen something so beautiful their tour bus came up and then we were in like a sedan with illegal (laughs) amounts of roof toppers Mm -hmm. from like california all the way up there both pulled up at the same time and we try not to like ever pull up anywhere at the same time whether it be the venues and stuff (laughs) just because of the the difference of like the three tour vans like buses yeah and then gorgeous are like we had at one like tour, makeshift. We had like a... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was funny. It's like it's all good though. But man, that place was crazy. I mean, it, they just—I think they were just getting ready for Pride, and like the whole downtown was like, oh, it's beautiful. It was I'm so, so cool accepting. Yeah, yeah. Because we played like some stuff in like the the Midwest and uh, America, and too. and once in or like there's a town in Oregon where like we were actually afraid to hold hands and be out. <laughs> really. A hundred percent. Like there was, there was like, it was just really, <laughs> we were weird. playing in Oregon and they had a, uh, a, like a flea market across the street. That was like a, like a little fair. And I was like, Oh, this will be cool. We'll wander around and like, see what we can find. And there were just booth after booth of like Confederate oh, flags. Jesus. And I was like, was you guys crazy. know you weren't part of the South. Yeah. Way, right? Like you <laughs> weren't Oregon? in this war. Yeah. yeah. In Oregon. Oh it was like, you weren't in the Confederacy PS. Well, and maybe like, they well, were. that's not what maybe that means to know. us. And I'm like, got it. All right. Oh, <laughs> Very clear. <laughs> that was, was a trick. Confusing. But yeah, Calgary, yeah. like Calgary has awesome pride festivals. Yes. And like, yeah. it's something that like I'm proud of because we're in Alberta and like we tend to have our own reputation when it comes to, you know, backwards ways of thinking. So yep. um, the fact That's that awesome. we have awesome pride festivals, it's something that we can be proud That's, of despite wow, everything else. Awesome. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. um, I, I did have a question for Natalie because uh, <laughs> I know that... Um, actually, I think Luigi, you can probably word this better than I do because you... Maybe. Yeah. If it's the one that I think you're about to ask. You got this. Um, well, I, w- I guess we've already answered the question of whether you watch some anime or not. Uh, Taylor introduced you to it. Oh, um, Then how does it feel? How do you feel having a partner who is so open and passionate and comfortable with this specific hobby, with the oh, cosplay I'm- and the anime and and 
everything surrounding that world and our house <laughs> I get, and, and, and your house this is this is my we're using my laptop so this is my side so like right. all over my walls are filled with anime side. stuff i have a visa hawkeye poster with hayate i have like somebody's <laughs> oh, yeah. coat hanging up yeah. so much so many things i love it i mean well first of all I mean, I loved being introduced to a completely like new medium um, because besides like there's there's one aspect of it where like I love that even though they were different shows and different like art forms, her and I both really like lived through like certain series. And and for me, like I had like a abnormal attachment to certain like movies and television. Like I had family photos on my wall, like when I was like moved out for the first time and they were like the cast of like fried green tomatoes or like I would have fictional, like a fictional wall family photo like people have of like their families. And I was like, these are my people because they got me through so much like, and so I, absolutely related to that even though it was a different forum like i loved the role that this art played in her life um, and i think i did a really like, and then, good tactical job of introducing it to her because she was i'm oh not joking because she was someone that thought <laughs> i really was because she was someone that thought that anime was cartoon and for children well the mm-hmm. only thing i knew of animation was children's stuff so like or like south park and family guys so like when i thought of something being animated i honestly just naively had no idea that it could have like a lot of depth or or just like incite like an emotional response from me and so it was actually like the entire medium that i had to switch in my head being like oh this is actually this really deep beautiful art form and like as she started introducing me to like all types of shows and especially like the like films the like your name was... and weathering with you yeah. and like the way that music is incorporated to a lot of these like movies like i, really... I went by like the first thing i showed her was a feature film it was princess mononoke I know that a lot of like gateway Miyazaki ones start with like spirited away. But for Mm -hmm. me, I was like, okay, this one's not only my favorite Miyazaki, but I think that it, it has like, there's no villains. There's no, it's all just series of gray. Like there's no bad guy or bad characters in it. Just everyone is like battling their own fight to like do what they think is right for them and their people. And I thought that that was a really good one to introduce her to. And then I went to a series that had less than 14 episodes as like the full series I think it was Angel Beats was the first like series Oof. links that I showed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she kept getting me into these shows and then I would get really attached to the characters and then I'd be like, are they all going to die? And she'd yeah. be like, try. and it consistently happened where you would introduce me to these beautiful shows and characters and then they would all die. Wait, Chris, have you watched Angel Beats yet? Well, I mean, the Angel Beats, I mean, technically they're all... <laughs> dead already. They're all dead already. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> they're all away at the end. And then... Uh, Wolf's Rain and Death Note. Death Note. She and, loved uh, Death Note. That was dope. It was dope. And then, of course, you know, slowly understanding Full Metal Alchemist, even though I she interrupts I it know. every time we That's watch it. That's the one it. show I don't know how to how to share to, with other people. It's because we'll it's start, so... and I'll, I just can't. I can't because it's as soon so as we start Brotherhood, yeah. Yep. As soon as we start Brotherhood, I pause it and then I go to the original Full Metal Alchemist and I play like the more like Mace Hughes storyline because I'm like, it goes way deeper in here. Hold on, watch this. And then I stop it and then I go back to Brotherhood. By the time this is happening, whoever is watching it with you will be so confused because everything is changing and 
Well, that's yeah, the one show. Different series. That's the, the one show time. I don't know how to. I don't know how to get someone else into Fullmetal Alchemist if I'm living with them. If they're <laughs> watching it with me, I talk through. I try not to. Like I need one of those dog shock callers that as soon as you like make noises, it shocks you and you shut up. Because like whenever Fullmetal Alchemist is playing, like that is just. I, I've loved everything I've seen, but she's like, no, you don't understand the depth understand. of what's happening right now. Let's read the manga, and like she'll pull out like chapters of the manga and everything that's going on between Roy and Reza, and I'm like, I can't, I can't like. She doesn't think that they're a couple, though. No, I said they're a couple. I just said he's not the greatest to no, her. He's not the greatest to her because he has his own dreams he needs to fulfill. Yes, but he like <laughs> talks about other women it's because not- it's for tur- it's, you can't fraternize in the military. <laughs> Look at you. Sorry, OTP. Right, I'm an Edwin so- OTP. So, oh. Yeah, but they're super canon. Like yes. they're super in yeah. the in the show. I have to kind of fight for for my OTP. Some people are like, no, and I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> Honestly, this, okay, this is my first time like actually like being able to talk to someone that's like this far into Full Metal Alchemist. Because like, let's go, I, let's go. I, I enjoy just like every single aspect from like the philosophical elements to the scientific, the religious. Um, this girl's got all tattoos. That kind of stuff. I, oh, oh, I have God. Full Metal Alchemist tattoos. Yeah, oh, like legit. Oh my God. Yeah, Chris, go yeah. off. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go off. Um, <laughs> we'll hang it back. So I, I guess, like, we, you kind of talked a little bit about it, but 2003 or Brotherhood? M- manga. So the so Brotherhood. Well, storyline. Ma- yeah, 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 yeah. But 2003, when it comes to, like, I, the homunculus role mm-hmm. in the show. 2003, Full Metal Alchemist when it comes to the homunculus's role mm-hmm. in the storyline, yeah. like the way that they were made, the way that they reflect the characters who were a part in their creation. I think that that was super deep. Mm-hmm. And I think that that actually, I know it's not exactly in the manga, but the way that 2003 Fullmetal Alchemist had the characters, because like it, they were trying to track it with the manga yeah. until like the lust episode in the 03 version. And then they're like, Oh, let's, Let's do a whole like one-off on lust. And it's like, okay, the depth of these like characters now, like just got, yes. But Brotherhood, when it comes to the overall story between like the brothers and the military characters, but like the the homunculus's role in the story and how that plays out in the 2003 version are my favorite. Nice. Because like Mm. for me, the way, like the, the thing that I liked about the original 2003 was just, I guess like the tone of it because brotherhood just has this overarching like you're on this wild journey and deep down you know that there is going to be like a happy ending at the end but it's just like what what do you have to sacrifice what do you have to go through in order to get to that ending with a 2003 version like there's just so many like it's just this darker tone like i'll say it's more of a drama rather than like an adventure action adventure i would agree a hundred percent with that and also like with the 03 version you're with these characters the entire time you know, like May isn't in there, Ling isn't in there, mm-hmm. all their like posse characters aren't in there. Scar is a really conflicted quote unquote villain, even though he's not. Like I thought the two thousand three version did a really good job at showing like kind of in the sense of what Princess Mononoke does with their characters. With the exception of Hero Bradley. Sorry, that was Homunculi. Sorry, I felt left out. I don't know anything. <laughs> Just like the okay. word. <laughs> you, you and me both. You and me both. Uh, I've only seen one of the series, so I know none of the differences. <laughs> Luigi and, and Natalie are like, pull it back. Pull yeah. it back. No, no, no. Keep going. No, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
No, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm learning. O3 mm -hmm. is amazing. But because I'm such a huge fan of Roy and Riza's connection and stuff, like it is barely touched on in O3. Whereas like in the mm -hmm. manga, it's it's a huge part of it. But so is Ling, so is May, so is Scar, so is all these like Olivia Armstrong is mm -hmm. in the Brotherhood version. Like there's just a lot of what is it called when like you take up a lot of time for other things and then you get away from like the central storyline of like the brothers getting their bodies back and also trying to figure out like what is okay with i love how o3 did the like the conflict of interest between like what the goal is and what you're willing to sacrifice or do in order to obtain the goal like yeah. that and was in, and in that 03 was... like the sacrifice was huge huge right? and like i think huge. like i like i was uneasy about it when i watched it because deep down i thought like there is no way in hell i would be able to do that um like in brotherhood where you know edward edward just gives ah, up his alchemy okay. just like you know what like yeah. i could do that 100 could i live in a completely different world away from everything that i knew and loved like is that the train oh fuck no the train, the train the where they're yes, yeah and they're in different worlds yeah i know my Thanks. manager for like a normal career i have which is acting nothing to do with anime was like i need all of my clients to do a monologue from a character that they relate to and we're just going to put it up on our site and we're going to use this to like help you out with your pitch deck <laughs> i did the ending of 2003's alphonse monologue where he recites the opening of like mm -hmm. humankind cannot get anything blah 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 and then it's like but i don't think of it as a law of alchemy anymore i think of it as a promise between my brother and i a promise that someday we'll meet again like you know like it was Aww. yeah there's we a girl that's to a dog stop I it that's how you not turn into a dog that's how you trigger a full <laughs> that is the most <laughs> horrific <laughs> episode of anything I've ever seen. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. That of the year award Dad goes to. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to piss Taylor off. Instead of Dad of the Year, it could be Dad of the Month. <laughs> That's the what is it? Like it would be there's also like a, a meme with Maze Hughes because he's he you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what like father of the year in heaven i don't know there was like a i don't know the meme i'm Let's trying to think of it because i've probably i i probably you've probably it. seen it yeah yeah you've probably seen it mm. i'll have to look it up um, yeah. anyways <laughs> i had a question about video games because i yes saw, um natalie do you ever play video games with taylor uh mario kart, mario kart. i love do you play we Smash actually with her? <laughs> I can't keep up with okay, my life. I was going to ask you about that. So, oh, so God, Taylor, no. along with being like a competitive, like a competitive cosplayer, you're also a competitive video gamer, uh, specifically Smash Melee. Melee, um, yeah, yeah. Because like, if you ever play with, like, if you've ever played with Natalie, which I guess the answer is no. But my I question have, was going to be oh, like, do you go tries. easy or is it no holds barred? <laughs> oh, I always go easy she on does, her. You don't know. How I to go never easy. wave dash with you. I never tech with you. <laughs> then how do I lose every time? Because I'm just better. I dash dance. That's might be why. Oh my oh, god. 
<laughs> so like no. I want to ask that because like I'm like I have a sad history with Smash as well. Like I'm pretty similar to Natalie because I always played it casually, but a lot of my friends played it competitively since there's a pretty decent community here in Alberta. And Amazing. like whenever we play together, it was almost like asking Usain Bolt to go for a run, <laughs> where it's like <laughs> like you know I'd get knocked out like while everyone else still had three stocks. So like yeah, I just wanted to see how you're. Uh... I just fall off the thing all the time. I can't get back. Well, up. first of all, it's character selection too because I gave her a range of like five pretty decently tiered characters to choose from and this girl goes off and picks Kirby as her main and I'm like no better. you don't but floating doesn't matter it's helpful to me you can float you can down B um, yeah that's um, about it but then you know you have like four different frames where people can just grab you and then start combos after like oh. you come out of your down B like it's not it. who's the big guy Oh, and Donkey this? Kong. Yeah, those are her two. Well, Donkey fun. Kong is not that bad though. Like you can you can wreck with Donkey Kong. I fall off the thing a lot. Yeah. Uh, but we play like we'll bring a, a projector with us on tour and we'll play Mario Kart oh, that's backstage awesome. before shows. We always find like we hook it up to the to the GameCube and like whether we'll... like we're in hotel rooms or like backstage green rooms before or after shows. Like we've always played our we've always brought like our projector with our GameCube All setups. Yeah, it's like play. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can, I saw I that. can kill a Mario Kart. That's fun. She's pretty good at Mario Kart. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I got something going for me. But nothing like Taylor. <laughs> I got lucky, though, because I have an older brother, and he was amazing. And he mained Fox, but then got, like, really just good at the physics in the game and could play as anyone and still anything. just, like, destroy. And then, like, he can desync with Ice Climbers. Like, he's... He's, he's actually like crazy at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what he would do is he would bring all of his friends over that were also like, you know, kind of competitive with him. And then I would just play all of his friends. And I, I main Peach and Fox. Fox and Peach are my main, depending on like, if I've never played a person before and I'm doing a competition, I always start with Peach. That's just like, okay, who's, cause she's very defensive. She's very like, she can kind of like counter out things. Mm-hmm. But if I know who the person is and like, if I know that like my peach strategies will not work because like after you get her up to like 70% damage, if you just do like an up A or if you land something that goes up, she floats. So like she just will die. Then I play as Fox mm. and he's just kind of like my, my clutch boy. He's also like my first ever... <laughs> not real fan of, like crush i used to have a huge crush on star fox from like star fox 64 <laughs> nuts though fox I, was gonna ask, I was gonna ask about that because I, I i know that you that you main fox i didn't know if that was head or heart though like did you pick him because heart. he's top of the meta or is it heart because of heart because yeah. peach i'm so much better at peach than i am at fox <laughs> like i just i just love fox though yeah so yeah. alongside smash uh, i know you also play final fantasy because you do have a bunch of final fantasy ah. Uh, posts on your Instagram. Um, I played seven and eight and ten and ten two all the way through. I have not played any of the new any ones. Any of the new ones or so any of the older I'm, ones. Yeah. What do yeah, you think? Seven, of the eight, ten, ten two. I didn't play the remake. You didn't play the remake. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm trying no. to. Like, I only I, have a GameCube. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like yeah. that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's okay. Because like, I like I personally like I don't know how to feel about the remake, so I'm trying to I'm trying to talk to someone to see if I can make sense of it. So. <laughs> the graphics. You're looking for dope, your own graphics, answers. and the, the graphics was, the, my favorite part about it, um, and it was kind of like that was kind of it. Um, oh really. Yeah. Yeah, like like I liked how they 
they fleshed out the storyline a little bit more um, because you, you spend a little bit, you spend a lot more time like in the slums, so you get to understand just like the situation like that every yeah. everyone's in there. Um, wasn't really a fan of the combat. I'm like OG turn based, and so it kind of like I love turn based. It alienated yeah. me a little bit when I got into the combat part. Did you ever play Final Fantasy VIII then? <laughs> I, I, I suffered through eight. Like kind of like cards. Like what <laughs> yeah. was happening I, with I, that? I, I had to suffer through eight because because okay, the storyline was so the story good. Line was the best part. That was the only I'm so reason sorry, why Natalie I did and too. Luigi. I am so sorry. That's okay. uh, but <laughs> so like my like what I hated about eight was the fact that you kind of had to draw magic. Um, yeah. To, like, get stuff and like for me like I save ninety nine elixirs until the final battle. In which case, I'll still I still won't use them in the final battle, and the fact that you have to like just get, you know, you'll have thirty four like fires, and like you know you don't want to use them because you never know when you're going to use them when when you when you'll need them, right? So yeah. <laughs> so you didn't even know it was the final battle, and you're like, oh, I have to sit on these. I gotta say that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that was my. No, the storyline was the only reason that got me through eight. I loved Renoa and. Yeah, the romance, really the music, cool. eyes on me. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the best part of eight. Yes, it was a really good game. You don't show me anything. We can watch a walkthrough. <laughs> I bet it's only like eight to ten hours, and we can just watch it on YouTube. And oh, that way, like yeah, eight to ten hours. What? It's like a mini series. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have, you, have you showed Natalie eyes on me? You should just play the song and then I should just like, play let the that song. be the hook. Because okay. that's what hooked me. Because I listened to the song before. Is that what they? The no, they danced to a normal. Uh, they dance to they dance to the There's waltz. Probably an AMV though, yeah. Probably that has yeah. that like with like the scene cuts from mm -hmm. the game. Okay, cool. We'll do it. We'll do it. Just trying to remember. What Good idea. Was Good idea. Thank you. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. And then did you play ten and ten two? Awesome. I didn't play ten two. I eh. played through ten. Um, I'll get to ten two eventually because I know it's different. I so. like ten more though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I think that the storyline with Titus and Yuna, though, in Ten Two is better. Well, hold on. I might be getting the two mixed up. Where's, like, the huge... Is the normal Ten when Titus and Yuna have, like, the thing? With Which water? Thing? The water thing? Oh, the water scene, yeah. I, th I thought is you that meant the in... laughing scene. Uh, but, yeah, the water scene is in, is in The 10. original. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. Never mind. Ten, ten one's the best. Yeah. All right. Anyways, what's up, yeah. Luigi? Sorry. <laughs> How you doing? Phenomenal. <laughs> We're doing great. No. <laughs> I only know Final Fantasy because of Chris. Nice. He I'm like looking fifth. up. Because I was like, I have friends that are in some of these video games, but I couldn't remember which ones. <laughs> but uh, that, it wasn't Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Assassin's I Creed. She did, she did Assassin's Creed, and she also did a Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. Voice acting? Yeah, my friend Catherine Barabay and, uh, from Montreal. And She's an motion. actor. That's, that's, oh, nice. That's in that. Oh, and motion. Cool. Yeah. Are you guys into any other like nerd or geek cultures? You know, video games, movies, science fiction, that sort of thing. X Files. X Files. X Files. Oh my good god! This one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually drinking coffee out of my X Files mug right now. It's bad. It's bad. That's like my. That was my American nineties pop culture. That was my American like obsession, but it was always Full Metal and X Files. Mm -hmm. Do you have I any other mugs from other lore? Because usually that's how you can tell like someone's a fan is that if they actually have the mug. Because like I have a Mass Effect mug. Because yes, you do. That's my thing. <laughs> That's awesome. So nice. I just have a 90210 mug, and uh, Taylor has her X Files, and together yeah. we are a 90s throwback couple. <laughs> no. 
Hmm. I'm trying to think. Are you into more? I just I'm looking anime. at all my walls it's right now, anime. and it's all either anime with like the exceptional like just you know the X-Files. artwork that I have of X Files, and then that's uh, Princess Mononoke, Log Horizon, Naruto, Wolfsbane, Space series. Well, Avatar: Last Airbender is like on the fence, but I, I love know. that show. Um, your name, Weathering with You, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. Yes, love Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I don't know though. Like, I don't know. Nah, I guess not. I mean, I got into like you know, I get into like Game of Thrones, and I've gotten into mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and I love like watching those like the fantasy realm stuff. Um, yeah, I I'm a I was like a really big fan of Harry Potter, but I never like went out of my way to get the the like the things like mm-hmm. like I wanted to be like I wanted to make cosplays of different anime characters and I wanted to be a part of like the anime and comic con communities. Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah. Um my big thing outside of anime is definitely Star Wars. Um yeah. I got into cool. like the old video games like on DOS. Um I got really, really into the extended universe, which is kind of why I kind of ignored the sequels because it completely retconned everything <laughs> that I knew and loved. <laughs> Like, that was my thing. Like, I knew everything about the extended universe, and then suddenly when the sequels showed up, I knew nothing, or I knew as much as every everyone else. So, um, yeah, that was it. Um, huge Mass Effect guy. So, I guess a lot of, like, space stuff. Um, I got a little bit into Star Trek, but, you know, it kind of... It was too much for me, because I tried to focus on just, like, individual lores and and universes. So um, that was kind of my thing. I've st- I've started reading into, like, the Cimmerillion and Lord of the Rings. So I know that's going to be an odyssey in and of itself. So, yeah, nice. there's a lot to keep me busy during this time. Nice. That's awesome. I'm trying to find you a, a photo here, but it's podcast, so that will not help. But my brother and my mom are obsessed <laughs> with Star Wars. Like, have every collectible... Where I can talk about this stuff for hours. And there's this photo from like my brother's birthday where my mom bought him. Oh, no. What is it? Like no, the no. ship of something? Her, so he and his mom like had these really retro, like we're talking about 1980s to 90s like toys. Oh, yeah. And They've her got mom turned it in, like didn't know, went through like the boxes and stuff from like when they were kids, <laughs> grabbed some of the like toys, I think nine of them, like eight or nine, and made oh, a menorah out of them <laughs> by melting the feet. She drilled a hole in them. And dry, yep. And then it's Steven, really cool. her brother comes home and like, you know, it's Hanukkah and they're celebrating Hanukkah and she's like, look what I made you. I made you a menorah out of like your favorite toys from Star Wars. And he's like, mom, like three of those toys are worth more than like my house right now. <laughs> like they were like, <laughs> cause then he started so like good. looking them up and there's three out on the menorah that were just like, no, I mean, obviously they were already out yeah. of the box. So like they, yeah. they weren't like worth like crazy amount if they were like already bought, but like that was a really funny thing oh, that happened yeah. within the family. It's so good. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, she... I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's their... Oh. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. What is this thing called? That's the thing that he kills and sleeps inside of. That's that giant elephant oh, thing? A tauntaun. A tauntaun. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes is, what's the temperature inside of a tauntaun? And it's lukewarm. Oh, I, I, I get got, that. I've gotten, I've gotten a good amount of laughs from just some people (laughs) i do understand that joke (laughs) yes 
Oh, I kind of want to do. I'm out of questions, but I do want to do like a rapid fire round. With okay. Do it. Just I, I have yeah. a question. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, 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 I have a question. I saw that you guys had a tour planned in Japan. Yes, we did. Which unfortunately got canceled. Yeah. And I know Taylor already is sighing, and she's uh, very sad about it. <laughs> was that choice a mutual decision, or was there an influence on one of your guys's <laughs> part? So she already knew that I was obsessed with Japan, and I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Like one of my goals was to go during, like you know, the sakura blossoms and things like. Like I really wanted to see the cherry blossoms blossom um and then she has a friend that uh was a really big fan of our music heard it he lives in japan and he actually does booking and so Mm. and he's been living he had his family in japan and everything like that so i think he lives in where does he live he lives outside kyoto i think yeah he he lives like right outside of kyoto but he, so I was like working with him on the supply, like trying to plan this entire thing and then like surprised her with tickets and like did this whole thing. And then, cause and my whole thing canceled. was like, I didn't want to go if I didn't have something to like do to make mm-hmm. me feel like I could be like a part of the, cause I don't know. I'm, I'm always like hesitant to like, like go to places that I've dreamed and dreamed about if I'm just doing it based on like tour, like touristy mm-hmm. things. Uh, and then, so we, we planned it out five cities, five shows. One of them was the Sakura festival in Kyoto. Oh. And that was dope that he landed us that. Yeah. And then we had to make the decision of like canceling like, it a little bit prior actually to when we went into lockdown, just because of how crazy the world was mm-hmm. becoming. So it would have been like four, three and a half weeks in April. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe next year, but she's highly like influenced me in wanting to, I'd never thought of going to Japan. And then I started watching like all this stuff on it. And then I found, have you seen James May, our man in Japan, the series? I haven't where seen he it goes yet, through? but I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to Just watch Just watch that. the episode, Hey Bim. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but okay. like, it's beautiful out there, it's but it was gorgeous. also, this show was hysterical yeah. and we watched the whole series over. Uh, yeah. I love James May. So I've been meaning to watch that. Oh, so funny, uh, man. So yeah, funny. That, that sucked. But we also had yeah. like a North American tour that was canceled too. And that was a mm. radio station tour. And that was going to be like pimping, like, you know, like pitching the album that was supposed to be released uh, last year. But then our label was like, we can't, we have to release it next year. Yeah, and so then, the yeah, the year. it's and been very, very the... strange releasing music this year because everything mm-hmm. is so like it's all done through the, the void of the Internet. And it's not really like it's you can't really gauge the response at all right now. So yeah. so it's really cool to talk to you guys and hear like your like what you felt and what like the songs like made you guys feel. Yeah, that means mm-hmm. a lot. So thank you guys. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to weep out. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you guys like, have like a guilty pleasure anime or a sports anime? Your guys' guilty pleasures, or do you guys like too many? My guilty pleasure, um... <laughs> like guilty pleasure animes. Yeah. Like I have a couple, but I like I get really analytical when I try to describe stuff, and so I always try to adopt a scholarly approach, even though it's nothing but trash. Uh, <laughs> That was perfect. I think that that's how she feels about like she always watches shows like Ninety Day Fiance. And I love terrible uh, shows. Like just, yeah, Ooh. yeah. I always adopt Ooh. that. Oh man, you just don't get it. <laughs> like here's why it's important. Here's what. Here's here's here, like here's me trying to pull something out of my ass and like try to find symbolism, even though literally it's just yeah. Yeah. It's not. There's I, nothing to it. I just equate it to McDonald's. 
Yeah, you know, it's 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 not good for you, but every like now and then you want it. I think Konosuba is one of my like. It's this pretty no, but I love it. <laughs> like like the harem animes where the main guy yeah, is transported yeah. into a fantasy world, and there's these really strong other players, and like he has to figure out how to go home, or he loves his life there, and he falls in love with like all three of the main harems. Like. <laughs> What do you mean three? It'll Just, be like ten. No. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I bitch about harem animes to Luigi on a regular yeah. basis. Good. Those are like not, those trash. are the shows that like. But Luigi I love likes. them. Like, like it was like when Luigi and I started like really talking yeah. about anime. It was like six or seven years ago, and he started recommending shows to me, and I'd start watching them, and I remember texting him. He's like, Luigi, what the fuck is this shit you're sending me? <laughs> was, have you guys ever seen like Standing on a Million Lives? I tried. Yeah. I tried. I dropped it though. Yeah. I, yeah. That one was too trash. It's too trash, but it's so good. Oh my That's awesome. I was telling Taylor earlier, like so many of the animes she shows me, like you watch it and you're like, I need to have like a stronger like vision for my life. Like these people have these like amazing. I show her the good ones only. These huge morals and like they have these like major missions they're on and so i balance it out with like really terrible reality tv that like makes you feel really good about your life because she like, starts feeling I'm bad not, so. about her life watching like those epic anime and <laughs> like, so like i'm not doing though. enough and then she's like but wait if i watch 90 day fiance i'm doing great yeah <laughs> yeah phenomenal that's right what, that's i'm what doing what I notice. that's what i noticed about my watching habits is that i'm either going to watch super deep stuff or slice of life stuff yeah. I love slice it's of life always stuff. just those opposite extremes that just balance each other out do either of you guys watch anything like outside of of the anime kind of world like the mainstream star wars (laughs) i'm really into cars so anything cars related Oh, no. like Disney be... Pixar cars? No, like, like, <laughs> like actual vehicles. Got it. <laughs> I guess so, I, watch so, a, yeah. I watch a lot of cooking shows, so I guess that's right. something. Like I'm a huge Gordon yeah. Ramsay fan. Like I can nice. watch, awesome. I can watch the same Kitchen Nightmares episode five times in a row. <laughs> I watched I Food know. Network for so long, like Chopped and you know Guys Grocery Games and like all those shows. Until one day, I, I seriously out of the blue, like I turned on an episode and I was like. I think I've seen everything that could ever be done with food, ever. I think I'm done now. And I, like, turned it off, and, like, it's been, like, four years. Where I was just like, I can't imagine anything else happening. Like, this is so crazy. Oh, on on, on my side, uh, it is related to cars, but Formula One. I watch a lot of Formula One. And if, Taylor, if you're interested in checking out a different kind of sports anime, there is a karting and like Formula One racing anime called Capeta from 2005. There's really an old. anime for everything. There is an anime Holy for everything. Shit. Yes, there is. Yeah. So okay. There's even cooking anime. Yes, there is. Food yes, there wars. Is. I guess that's my guilty pleasure. There it is. Food wars. Yeah. Up until like up until the ending. I thought she was watching something else. Yeah. Food wars. yeah. I, I was like, what's happening? And why are you watching no. this without me? <laughs> but then you start learning. <laughs> it's about the food, Natalie. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, yes. <laughs> no, True. it's not. Come on. <laughs> we, we watched it all. We're, we're good. We know what it's about. <laughs> the other room being like, what? What? Is happening? what? <laughs> oh, yeah. And all of that over just 
scrambled eggs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. That's a good guilty pleasure. Or yes. displeasure. That's awesome. Did you have any rapid fire questions there, Chris? Yeah, Ooh, I'm down. Let's 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 with a rapid fire round. So yes. a couple is like you know just very quick answers if you want to like you know, bang or bang. It. Yeah, go like for it. Like this or this. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Uh, favorite anime. Fullmetal Alchemist. I think they, I think that was very that was I kind of manga. got that from uh, from. What's yours? Favorite anime. Movie. Whether oh, anime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Movie. Let's favorite. say favorite show and then favorite movie. Okay, show. Uh, Your Lion April. Ooh. Yeah, that was Good. beautiful. Good. Yeah. And then Choose. favorite movie from both of you? You're probably Princess Mononoke, right? I think I'm going to... Yeah, but it's not one that you can just like watch at any point. Yeah, yeah. If to I'm be just wanting to watch at any point, like I can put on your name and just like in the like wherever I'm at. But when it comes to like just storytelling, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Princess One and Okay, okay. I'm so lame. <laughs> Favorite soundtrack? Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Good. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, oh, your name. Your, your name. Your name. Your name. Okay. I'm sorry. I think Radwimps are amazing. They're, yeah, Radwimps are. Yeah. They're incredible. We I'm had just... tickets in LA and then they canceled Seriously? everything. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. I saved up so much for that. <laughs> like, like oh, they were. Yeah. Amazing. They're gonna. Yeah. Right. That would have been really cool. So yeah. uh, the. Uh, Odafest, just a, just a bit of a side story. Uh, Odafest here, they they have um they have something called Odafest Idol, where people just can come in and it's just a singing competition. You can sing anime openings and and whatnot. Oh yeah. And like I was, I originally signed up and like Radwim's Sparkle was like one of the selections that I wanted to sing, and oh, Odafest awesome. didn't happen. So, but yeah, Sparkle is from from your name is probably one of my personal favorite songs i don't know how to pronounce it but our favorite song that we listen to all the time and it's made its way on even our english majority playlists mm-hmm. is uh the it starts with an n i don't know the whole name of it though i just watched him with the orchestra like, yeah the live when the they live played along show. oh man holy yeah. crap i did amazing. i did a performance with um the red deer symphony because uh, like my favorite con- my favorite orchestra concerts are where we do like movie and video game concerts. So yes. I did the Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddess concert with the Red Deer Symphony. So Holy just having crap. like the games playing like behind <laughs> you and like you're playing the music alongside it, oh, like that was oh, okay. that honestly so God, cool. like that was that was six years ago. That that was still my favorite performance wow. ever. Because um, wow. like That's my favorite awesome. game is Link to the Past, and that was like the big movement uh, of the symphony. And wow. like hearing like the boss battle, hearing just the town themes, like it was insane. That's so, awesome. Wow. Yeah, I like Ocarina of Time. <sighs> That's the one that I'll, I'll like. I have the Master Quest version where like it's for because I have a GameCube. <laughs> yeah, that is my alarm. That's my alarm. Yeah. Was. I was like, where are we going? What mission are we? <laughs> I have yeah, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. It's like okay, ready. Uh, uh, I was gonna ask OTP, but that was uh, uh, yeah, Roy that, was, that was answered. I don't have one. Okay, she doesn't have one. Yeah. But yeah, OTP Roy and Visa. And I was gonna ask Best Girl, but. Visa, hmm. or is it or, different? Or Violet, Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden is yeah. your best girl. I like Saber a lot. 
Okay. That's why I want you to cosplay her. Who's your red scarf from again? Uh, Mikasa. Yeah. Mikasa is my red scarf. I have a Mikasa cosplay. Oh, yeah, the too. scarf. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess like Riza, Saber, Mikasa. <laughs> okay. If, if all three of them had like a clone baby, <laughs> like <laughs> a genetically morphed, like. <laughs> uh, best boy. Okay. Would you look at me? I have to think about this for a while. Anime characters. She's like, I have too many, and I have too little. Let's let's do like you know any sort of boy pop culture. (laughs) Just anybody anywhere to include Natalie in the conversation. (laughs) So, best girl would be. uh, You said Violet Evergarden. I know. Well, outside of anime, uh, Ruth from Fried Green Tomatoes. Best boy would be. Uh, Truman from the Truman Show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because my, my best boy is not from anime, so I have to. <laughs> Who's your best boy? My best boy is uh, Garrus Carrion from Mass Effect. Nice. Like I, I, I purposely play uh, the female shepherd just so that I can romance with Garrus. Aww. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Spike's Beagle. Mm. Ooh, Spike's good. Spike's really good. Spike's really good. Um, and then favorite opening and ending. Yes, that's what I was going to ask. Right now, my favorite ending is Shock from Attack on Titan Season 4. It's just that's, so yeah, that's good. A good. I love Shock. Um, and my favorite opening... There is an opening from... Oh, oh, man, there's so many. So Tokyo Ghoul's opening is amazing. Um, there's mm-hmm. yeah unravel okay. there's another opening that I love from Asian Kung Fu Generation that isn't Naruto I think it's Erased <laughs> oh, oh uh, Riri yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah those two I'll, I'll submit those two okay oh it's, it's a tie between Golden Girls <laughs> and Friday Night Lights <laughs> classic I love you so much Why? <laughs> thank you for yeah. being a friend you know we're explosions in the sky you know both of them are tied for me in my heart that's why you'll, you should never have me on the show just stay Taylor <laughs> sorry oh. this is a lot of fun you guys like I honestly like to be able to just talk to just two um, two individuals that like really similar to us in terms of just you know heritage or just our, our hobbies and our interests as well as i guess our career um to that to that degree um yeah like i i had a lot of fun like i i was, oh, I was expecting man, i was too. expecting just like you know interview name of the questions and like I, I i listened and read a lot of interviews like with you guys from like a lot of publications and Aww. like i thought that you know no one's ever gotten to the anime portion like where, right? where the oh. hell like where the hell is the anime before we can do this, okay, every single music video that we've ever done, with the exception of, uh, dang it, Half Alive, Sex Song oh, is yeah. the only one that we That's didn't because we had to be in, like, all Pajamas. white uh, because of the paint. We had to wear all white. But every single music video or even, like, recently, France Rolling Stone asked us to do a live from home, to which I'm wearing this shirt, which is CU Space Cowboy. But she always has a nod every time. Every time. Anime. Okay. So I need to watch the music videos again and just find the Easter egg. In the yes. music Beautiful, I'm wearing Tsunade's uh, Gamble Patch that she has in the music video of Sorry when it pans down and we're like the old, we're the old people. Uh, I'm wearing a, have you guys ever seen the show No Game, No Life? Yes. Yep. 
I'm wearing the shirt that says I heart humanity in this but yellow with red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh what's what's another one? There's so oh, many. they're always yeah. Every, she yeah. always finds her way. Even in Road Rage in the intro, you're wearing something too. I am. I'm wearing yeah. the yellow bomber jacket from something that i can't remember <laughs> oh re-zero maybe i think it's the <laughs> oh like the little puffy one mm-hmm yeah okay yeah always yeah i'm i'm like just We're always kind of like a hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny definitely but yeah that was the craziest thing i think was the france rolling stone live we decided to have like a quartet accompany us and we're doing the song and everyone else is like you know, dressed up like we're, you know, we got to do like a Rolling Stone video yeah. and I'm just wearing this fucking shirt like, hey, <laughs> like, come on, be Yeah. <laughs> and our trumpet player is playing right behind my, my Sonata jacket. And then like, there's all like these random, like, like wasp rolls in this corner. Yeah. <laughs> we shot awesome. it at our house. <laughs> yeah. Just all, all weep trash. Yeah. It's awesome. It's not trash. It's just, uh... exactly. It's not. It's a lifestyle. It's culture. Yes. That's awesome. It is lifestyle. <laughs> oh, uh, well, to our to our listeners, is there anything that you guys want to to share? You know what you guys are up to. What's coming up? Hmm. Well, definitely. I mean, the album's still pretty new. I just hit stores and everything uh, April ninth, and uh, definitely because of the pandemic, I think we spent most of the year being a production company where we <laughs> produced and, and directed it, co-directed and co-edited uh, all of the music videos. So we'd love people to check those out and, and check out the album and definitely um, like keep in contact because we should be hopefully on the road again soon within the year. And yeah, we'd love, we'd love meeting everybody and getting out there. So no, we would love to see you guys in Calgary. Yes. Um, oh, I'd love to come back, man. If yeah. you're going to Calgary, like, you know, let us know. I want like, to we'll, we'll attend the concert. Maybe we can have like an in-person meeting or something like that. I'd love to talk to you guys again cuz play some games. Oh, yeah, some right? Games. Not just not Smash, right? <laughs> <laughs> or we'll if it's Smash, like give me some time so I can like I can work on my Pikachu and then we can uh Ooh, we can you see even something. Pikachu's not that bad. Yeah. I know, I have terrible choices. I don't know melee, though, so it's hard His throw to, is like hard for me to judge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be awesome. Mario Kart definitely, because I I can drift pretty, I can right? drift pretty yeah. badass. We'll bring so. our projector. Yeah. Have some fun. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Mar- Mario Kart's that. more my right? my kind of jam. Yeah, I, I'm I'm there with you, Natalie. So <laughs> awesome, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> well, so uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yes, um, Dude, we thank really, you. really appreciate that. Uh, again, like I can't stress enough how much fun we had. Like I was nervous coming into this, and the fact that we can just talk so talk freely and openly uh, the fact that you guys shared a little bit of your personal uh, personal lives regarding the album was really really um was really really great as well so i uh, really really appreciate that oh thank you so much yeah. this means a lot to us could we just get one screenshot that we can post for social media we can do something cool i don't know if you have like a prop that you want to have for the photo <laughs> Do we need props? It's completely just hold up, up all you. your books oh i'll yeah. just do the reason and then I'll do i love her <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let me just, uh, I guess just freeze frame for like five seconds and then I'll let you know if I, uh, if I got it. So ready, we got it. 
Awesome. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Uh, yeah, let us know when it comes out and we'll reshare and post and, and all that stuff. Awesome. So. Sounds good. It's going to be a pretty lengthy episode, but it didn't, <laughs> it didn't seem like it. So it's yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be great to, to post it and share it. So awesome. already, that's all we got. Awesome. Thank you guys Thank so much you. for having us. Thanks a lot, you Thank guys. Thank you for joining. Yep. Tell Keep Canada I say hi. We definitely will. <laughs> I'll fuck you up, bud. And we'll see you in Calgary. Definitely. It's a promise. Definitely. All right. Sounds good. All right. See you later, you guys. Have a good one, guys. Bye. 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 All right. That was our interview with Natalie and Taylor from Hey King. Chris, what'd you think about it? I had so much fun. It was amazing. I honestly, God, like that's what I love about being. I guess being a enthusiast with any fandom, it's not even just like music or TV or movies, but really anything, whether you're into like any hobby like D&D, it's just like, if you can find someone who not only shares the same hobby as you, but shares the same interests and likes within that hobby, like that's when you know you've hit, you've hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, a, it, it was definitely a very, very cool experience. Um, I was... Well, needless to say, I was a little bit quiet during it. I was a bit nervous my first time. I was time. a little bit nervous as well. Like, I definitely know <laughs> when I get nervous, that's when, like, the ums and the you knows uh, and the likes, that's when they come out. Um, I just get quiet. I'm, like, just listening, like, yeah, cool. I don't know what to add because I don't want to embarrass <laughs> myself. <laughs> but, no, the two of them are so much fun. It they, was amazing. They vibed so well. Like, yes. <laughs> um, honestly, it was just such a... I, I loved the the energy the 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 vibe of the of the interactions that we had with them uh, the strength in 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 their words uh, just like you said in the opening sequence you know that they were so willing to share about their previous experiences and just the way that they were able to talk about these hardships it was very I don't know empowering uplifting uh, inspiring inspiring yeah like any of those words and like the take like the takeaway that i uh, that i got from them um and like i really really wanted to ask that question because not only as someone myself that's you know gone through a lot of loss just due to the pandemic but just talking to these these two who have gone through a lot more just hearing their thoughts on how they not not just like coped but but survived and overcame and in the end triumphed over all it all all it was that they that they went through um i think that there's something that um that that any of us can take away out of that which is why like i didn't really want to spend just the entire time talking about anime because i think that um any listener out there um has experienced loss in some way shape or form uh, the extent the extent doesn't really matter. The fact is, you know, you felt you felt the loss um, in your own life, and and it's just about you know how do you move away from that. And like for me personally, since I'm going through a lot of changes in like career and education, I'm not my personal life. I know that I'm going to have to lose or sacrifice um, something in order to get to where I want. Like I I, I don't mean to get into the the law of equivalent exchange, but that's literally what it is. Like <laughs> mankind cannot. Um, <laughs> 
Mankind cannot gain anything without sacrificing something in return. Oh no, um, more full metal alchemist. To obtain something, something of equal value must be lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, anyway, I again, I had so much fun with it. I really, really hope that we get to we get to chat with them in the near future, whether over Zoom or in person, if they decide to tour through Calgary. Um, I'll probably pass with the Smash. With playing Smash? I Me too. I've <laughs> never played Smash in my life. And knowing myself, I would just choose Luigi and know nothing. I, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I would button mash. So go ahead and check out... So go ahead and check out links to their album uh, and other other links to their, to their band in our episode description. Um, go ahead and give a listen to their album. And... That's about it for the episode. So, uh, again, thank you. Huge thank you. Thanks. Thank you to the two of them for willing to talk to the two of us. Uh, thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode and the interview. And that's going to be it for this episode. So stay safe, stay well, be kind to one another, you guys. We will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>